Welcome to the Missions Podcast, the show that explores your hard questions on missions, theology, and practice to help goers think and thinkers go. I'm Alex Copeland, Director of Advancement and Communications with ABWE, joined again by Scott Dunford, pastor of Redeemer Church in Fremont, California, and our friend Brooks Buser, president of Radius International. And we are here in Louisville, Kentucky at the final Together for the Gospel Conference. Brooks, how are you doing? Good. Glad you're here. Day number three, a little bit tired. I was going to say, you as tired as we are? Oh, man. You're on the West Coast. These guys are both from the West Coast. Yeah. With the time change, it's a little bit exhausting. But hey, you've got a strong showing and a presence from Radius. Has this been a fruitful, profitable time for you? A lot of people interested in missions, a lot of people interested in training? Very much so. Yeah, no, we've been really, really blessed. Just yeah. location. One, we were right across from you guys, so that was helpful. It, there you go. Yeah. And no, we just had a, a really good conference. So yeah. yeah, things have been very profitable. And yesterday you took part in a panel that was focused on missions, focused on methodologies. Can you recap that for us briefly? That wasn't live streamed, so there's some security parameters. Yeah. We've got to be sensitive to that, but you know that. No, it was more we just had a brother on there that's from a sensitive country, so we wanted to be aware of that and help him out as much yeah. as possible. So yeah, no, it was just an overview of what is movement methodology and kind of exposing the audience to that, mostly church pastors, so they would be aware of the pitfalls of that and then how to address it and maybe some of the things that they could be thinking of as potential questions. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. very good. Well, Radius trains people. Yeah, I mean, cl clearly you're passionate about training. That's what Radius does. Yeah. You're also passionate about church planting and healthy church plants. Yeah. We've, Alex and I have had the privilege of being on site, you know, at the Radius Training Center, and we've seen some of the unique things that you're doing in training that, which I think are, are a lot, are very different than the traditional, like, come to our organization and, like, sit through these classes and mm. learn about what can be done. You're doing some practical things. So, one, I'd love you to say, like, what are some of the, the things you're doing, and, and, but basically also, what's the methodology, or the, the, um, the theory behind them? Like, what are the things, you can talk about negatively about what's going wrong in church planting, yeah. what are the things you want to see that should be part of every church planting effort mm. that, that you're trying to you know, inculcate and train into your, yeah. your students? Well, I think we were looking at initially, what are the things that need to be in place for people to last? The attrition statistics drove kind of the genesis of radius. Why are we losing so many, North Americans in particular, yeah. that don't last longer than two years? And so if you're going to plant a church, the timeline is going to be so much further than two years. Right. How do we get people further along? And then started coming in some of the theological components. They need to have good ecclesiology. They need to have good soteriology if they're going to be effective overseas. And so that's where some of those things came in. We, we don't try and pretend to be everything to every missionary going. Um, there are better schools. I mean, you're seeing places around here that could do a much better job of theological training than we could. But if missionaries don't have good ecclesiology and soteriology, they're going to be off-ramped into a whole bunch of potential heresy. And so that was, was one of the... I to say, but sometimes you're bringing in some of these guys from some of these great schools. Yeah. Like, you know, Matt Bennett we had on. He teaches for you guys. Um, so you're getting yeah, covered right. some of yeah. the best of yeah. Sorry, that was an interruption. No, but. we appreciate those guys a lot. And again, these aren't skills that are just some of them, the, th yeah. the theology in particular, we can get from other good schools. It's the other skill sets, the phonetics, the phonemics, the teamwork where down in Mexico where we practice and where we have the, the student campuses, 
we're able to bring things about organically just because of the stresses of the environment. And so that in and of itself produces something better that we handle how the student can react in those types of environments on this side of the ocean than before we send them to the other side of the ocean. So that was some of the idea behind Radius. How do we uniquely get at some of these things that you just it, have a hard time? It can be done, but it takes a longer time and a harder time in a North American context. So I've got a student in my church. Yeah. He's missions-minded. He maybe gets an intercultural studies degree or something like that. Yeah. And you rattled off a few things, but slow that down and unpack that for us. Those very practical, he needs to, like you mentioned phonetics, like what, what are those specific things and why? And I think it's important because those aren't the things that you necessarily learn firsthand, you know, hands-on in, in an undergraduate program. If I can program. jump with that, I mean, if you go to Southern Seminaries are behind us, you know, they're not going like, they, they understand biblical languages, but right. they're not saying like, learn foreign languages. Sure. Yeah. So you're putting a lot of energy in that, but you're, you're saying the goal is healthy mission church plants and also longevity in the field. How does language prep lead to those two things? Yeah. I think a lot of people think, oh, that's divorced from it. Yeah. Well, I think the first thing you got to understand is, okay, how far out are we going in our missions? Like you've got American churches that speak English, and then you've got one rung out from that, English-speaking churches in a foreign context, right. more commonly known as international churches. Then you've got national language churches, like in Arabic, Bahasa, mm -hmm. Hindi. Those are national languages. Praise God, there's great churches in there. Right. I know you guys are so strong in the Philippines, yeah. what you guys have done in those areas. And then one more rung out from that, you've got unreached language groups that have no church, no gospel. So the further out the rings go, the yeah. more training specific they have to have for getting to those contexts. Guys that are going to an English-speaking church, an international church, they don't need a lot of that stuff. And so when churches start to think about, okay, what do we want to do with our money and our people? Well, it depends what ring you're identifying as. Yeah. How far do we want to go? So Radius is really focused on the furthest ring, that unreached language groups way out there. And so our training is going to be tailored for that where how do you learn a language that's never been written down before? There's no Google Translate. There's no textbooks on this. So we've got to equip the students with some of those things that maybe Southern isn't going to think through right. because, or not think through, but they're not going to be necessarily on the forefront of their mind, where that's going to be all that we think about is how do we help them in those contexts. So business for missions, how do you get into a closed access country and stay? Yeah. That's just not going to show up at the Billy Graham School of Missions because they're they're trying to cover a more broad base where we're more specific on what we're going to do. So you do some really, I think, really cool practical things. Yeah. You know, obviously Spanish isn't a, uh, isn't isn't that a language of some of these most least reached peoples we're yeah. talking about? What are some of the unique practical things you're doing there be it by being on site in Mexico to help students start yeah. learn those skills? I think that I think that's an appeal of why people yeah. should be part of it. I think there's two things. Number one, when you come down to Mexico, you're automatically a minority, unless you were raised in that culture. Yeah. That helps the students prep for what's gonna happen on the other end yeah. of the ocean. Like you step out of campus at Radius and you're you're just you're a fish out of water, and yeah. that's a really good thing for you to go through with your wife, with your kids, to feel that pressure. Yeah. And then the Spanish component, like what you're talking about, Spanish is an easy language. And so we teach the students how to learn a language and then Spanish is the test case. Yeah. Now, if you can't learn Spanish and you're thinking about going to China and Mandarin's a tough language, and then you've got one more language you gotta go, 
that should be an indicator to you. Maybe I shouldn't be going to China. Maybe I should be going to Indonesia. A lot easier national language, a lot easier language families, that kind of thing. So that culture and language component that Mexico gives us and the, really helps. And you use some things like encourage them about like building cultural relationships. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, we have them, so they build friendships throughout the entire year. And then the capstone project for their second semester is they have to move in with a Mexican family for one week. And if they've got kids, that's got it's added complexities, but all of that pushes them towards, here's how I build a relationship. And we find that most of the Radius students, at the end of their nine months, they look back and they go, this is by God's good grace what I was able to see and accomplish in nine months. Imagine if I give my life, I give 10, 15 years to a people group somewhere, applying these same techniques that I've learned and kind of with the training wheels on, I've gotten to try out here. That just imbibes them with good confidence for the next context. What if somebody is looking at maybe more of an urban setting, maybe a setting where it's not the furthest ring, it's like one ring back? Yeah. Are the lessons at Radius going to apply there? What are they going to learn that they can apply to their ministry if they're not quite out, you know, in the, in the yeah. bush of Papua New Guinea like you and your dad were? Yeah, I think that it applies in that you still need to be a good speaker. North Americans, unfortunately, are always known for having an accent, for always being, oh yeah, yeah, those are the Americans, we can tell because they always have an accent and they always sound, their grammar's a little bit funky. But to be precise, to be good yeah. speakers, whether that is Bahasa or Turkish or whatever language it is, and even the, the unreached people group language, that would apply in that context and we all Everybody here would agree, and good ecclesiology is good ecclesiology, whether that's in North America, whether that's in Uttar Pradesh, whether that's in Lucknow. That's good ecclesiology, because it's biblical ecclesiology. It's supra-cultural. It covers all cultures, and so yeah. that part applies anywhere. Is there anything encouraging you're hearing from some of your graduates, like now that they're serving, that you could share? I realize a lot of them are serving in yeah. restricted access places, but maybe you could change some things. Well, I mean, touching on the language component, we're finding, because we track rigorously their graduates and what they do overseas, uh, they're learning language on average. This is a general statement. On average, they're learning language about 50% faster than non-radius grads, so that wow. having the training wheels being pressed pretty hard right. down at radius has produced some results. Their families tend to acclimate faster. We've heard mission leaders as they get over there. And I think a lot of it has to do with that homestay week where they move in with a family. And that's crazy and brilliant and scary at the same time. Oh, I know. Yeah. And you think about being a mother yeah. with kids, like yeah. that, that's something that, but to have already gone through that and you're a phone call away from the leadership of Radius coming in and seeing how you guys are doing, but now you're in a foreign context, you're in India and you have the comfort level of, okay, we're gonna try this. And your language and culture just takes off when you live with people. And there's a whole nother set of culture that pops out when the sun goes down you're there for the nighttime exchanges. That, that's just, that's been tremendously helpful for them. That's beautiful. Um, what would you say to Radius students as they're looking for agencies? Hmm. People should know that anyone can go to Radius because Radius isn't a sending agency. Correct. And so students are looking for agencies that likely take seriously yeah. the fact that we're not going to use a pragmatic methodology that's just whatever works. Right? We're going to do things the right way even if it takes a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. uh, and we want to find someone that believes in the biblical definition of a local church and yeah. the soteriology, things that we're committed to here. How do you guide and counsel students that are looking for where to serve? Uh, number one, we would say go to your local church first. Don't make that decision independent as a Lone Ranger missionary. We find that a lot of missions decisions, who you're going to team with, what country you're going to go to, what agency, a lot of individuals tend to see those as those are my decisions. Well, not really. You, you should bounce that off your local yeah. church. So that's our primary advice to them. 
Uh, the staff, because we do get so close to the students, we will say, okay, you're probably a better fit. If they come from a Baptistic church, you guys are a natural fit for them. There's other organizations that would be more Baptistic. If they're from a Presbyterian background, and we love our Presbyterian brothers, I mean, they're, they have a long legacy. That legacy has not extended into the 20th century, and they know that, and they're trying to recapture that, but there, there are other options for them. And so, And then as well, okay, where would they fit best based on that agency's history, knowledge, connections in the government, where they've got strong national churches. Like, yeah. again, I keep coming back to your guys' history and experience in the Philippines, which is just, hey, it's incredible. I mean, to see that church and how well it's doing and what you guys have invested in that country is, yeah, it's noteworthy and it's laudable. It's pretty cool. I mean, and this is off topic a little bit, but I meet Filipino pastors in California who are yeah. like, oh, yeah, MBWE. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, it's really crazy sometimes. Yeah. Like, that, you know, they, there's a long heritage. And that's, that's fun to see, like, the extent of what could mm. be done if it's done carefully and right. biblically. Amen. The long-term fruit. That's what we should be laboring for. ABWA is about 100 years old. Like, mm. Beginning your time on the field by asking, what will this look like in 100 years? Not yeah. just, what will this look like before my next furlough? Yeah. And that is not a normal thought, no. usually, because we're human beings. We're thinking about next month and yeah. maybe the end of next year. So yeah. to think in that context beyond my lifetime, Whew. that's... That's good. How can people find out more about Radius and about your conference coming up in about two months? Yeah, uh, radiusinternational.org is the easiest way to get a hold of us. And then the conference is in Matthews, North Carolina. So at uh, Kevin DeYoung's church, Christ Covenant Church. So that'll be June 29th and 30th at his church. That's the best way to get to know us apart from a visit down yeah. to Radius. So yeah. really excited. You got Alistair Begg, you got Kevin DeYoung, you've got the Apostle Paul, better known as Ian Hamilton. <laughs> He's speaking. Uh, I just, every time I'm around that guy, I feel like, is this an yeah. Old Testament character? Like I, I'm, I'm always in awe of one, his Bible knowledge and just his general demeanor. Just a lovely brother. So he's going to be teaching for us too. Awesome. Is there yeah. else going to be there, Alex? Uh, we, we might actually oh, okay. be there <laughs> as well. So, you know, but honestly, if you're going to come to meet anybody, come to meet Ian Hamilton. Or yeah, Brooks, no, come to meet Brooks. We don't want you to meet us, just listen to us. Right. <laughs> Well, we'll quit while we're ahead. Thank yes, you for joining no us, worries, Brooks, and appreciate we'll see you, you at the uh, Radius Conference soon and appreciative of everything that Radius is doing. Check them out, radiusinternational.org. And if you want more of the Missions Podcast, which is a ministry of ABWE, go to missionspodcast.com. You can support us as well, missionspodcast.com slash support. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and until next time, thank you for watching.